So he's asking me the key. Till you own your own, you can't be free. Till you own your own, you can't be me. How we still slaves in 2016. Keep the life, keep it bad coming. Every night, another bad coming. I ain't been asleep since 96. I ain't seen the back of my list. Talk to me, talk to me, talk to me. Welcome to Talk Up the Ting. This is your boy Dre Ski. And you don't know we we going we going live tonight, man. We got a couple of people in the building that we got to show our respect. So, further ado, man, we are just gonna kick it off, man. We're gonna start to the right. Go ahead and introduce yourself for me. I'm Elvis, owner of Miracles in Motion Barbershop. And he said Elvis, he's the king. Yeah, you know that is. <laughs> yes, sir. It's Eddie P in the building, man. Back for uh, for a second round, man. Let's go. Let's do this. Listen, man, as you hear Elvis just introduce himself, man, you don't, you'll know how it is, man. He's definitely an entrepreneur, and he's going to talk to you about that. But definitely before that, we got to introduce a topic, man. This one is titled Life as a Child, you know? Life as a Child. We all had to come through that, through that phase. We had, to be, we had to go through that child phase before we become adults. So we're going to talk about that. So we're going to go further ado, man. We're going to kick off our, our first question is, um, how do you define your childhood? When you mean by poor, it means that you was like um, living in that. In the shack, basically. So how do you overcome those struggles? But, but those are the, the, the struggles that drives you, make you want to have more. You have to make you want to have more. When you say, when you say poor, uh, explain to somebody, because, you know, there's different levels of poor, right? There's, there's, yeah, you ate today poor, and there's like you haven't ate in four or five days poor. So can uh, you elaborate on that? What, what kind of poor were you living in? Four or five days a day you go to bed don't have nothing to eat drink water trying to make the hunger go away and stuff mm-hmm. like that but not no four or five days not no africa stuff you know what i mean got you yeah got you and shout out to the, those less unfortunate people yeah. that's you know living that that life and hopefully things get better for them um you know um did you have any like what was your family like was it mom and dad in the house siblings you know what i'm saying with everybody in the same boat well, I, I grew up with my stepmom and my dad, and you know, she, she was a very good lady in my life. You know, education was her number one thing, and so forth. But you know, but we had a, a stable home with basically mom and dad. Basically, she was like my mom to me. Got you, got you. Got you. you seem like you got an accent to me, man. Where are you from? I'm from from Trinidad. Oh, oh, oh that, <laughs> I'm from Trinidad, man. So I know you ain't from Trinidad. <laughs> You know, Yadi man, Jamaican. Okay, Straight okay. Oh, all right, all right, all right. I hear that. I hear that. I re- we got to represent, man. You got to represent. So, so how was life coming up in Jamaica? You know, fun. Even though we grew up poor, it was it was fun because you live off like the nature of of the country and and the, the grounds that you make yourself happy. You know what I mean? You don't you don't have anything to miss because you're growing up poor. So you can't miss anything you don't have. So you make yourself happy with little things that are around you. you know what I mean? So it was fun. So how did the opportunity came for you to for you to migrate to the United States? Well, my dad is in a tourism business, and my mom, my dad, and my mom wasn't getting along. So my dad made a friend, and they, they they get her here to America, and that's how I end up here in America. Okay, so we're going to move on to our second question. And um, if you could change, go back and change something in your life, what would it be and why? Hmm. 
gambling. That's the only thing I changed in my life. So like you lost a lot of money. A lot of money. You, st- you, you look like you're still winning right now, man. Gotta, yeah, I, I'm gotta, I always uh, find a way to win. When you grow up, the way I grew up, you're going to always find ways to win. That's true. All right, true. Uh, you know, it's you know the mean? grind, the grind is the grind, you yeah. know. And I, th- I think that's one thing that I respect about you, you know. I, I just, I, I definitely admire the way you grind, you know. So I feel like that's something that you don't stop, that I keep doing that. Yeah. So, and when, when, you grow, when you grow up poor, as you said, you know, that the, some sometimes people don't understand when they when they when they gain when they gain something good. Sometimes they just let it go real easy. Yeah. But um, you know, sometimes when 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 you know how to grind, you 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 could go back to the grind and make sure it happened. Yeah. Got you, got you. You know, as, as far as my childhood, um, I wouldn't say I grew up poor. Um, because because uh, you know, God, thank God, like I had everything I needed. Uh, didn't have everything I wanted, but I wasn't going to bed hungry. Um, you know, my dad was in America since I was two. So, uh, it was my mom and my, my sisters and my cousins and I say my household. And I know what poor looks like cause in our neighborhood, you know, we were the, the, the more fortunate ones. And there were, there were ones that, you know what I'm saying? Didn't have food to eat that day, you know? So sometimes they would come to our house to get some food every now and then as kids. Cause you know, my, my mom was always involved in church. So she was always at the house. So. All my friends and everything like that, if they were really hungry, they know, like, come to the house to get some food. Um, but so I do see what, what poor looks like growing up in Haiti. Um, oh, okay, Haiti, Haiti. I yeah. thought you were talking about Naples. Nah, man. <laughs> I was born and raised in Haiti, man. Shout out to shout out to Haiti, all my Haitians, man. Where in Haiti are you from, though? From Port-au-Prince, okay, Delma. Okay, all right, all right. Everybody from Port-au-Prince. I know. Everybody <laughs> said they're from Port-au-Prince. That's why I said Delma part, because, because I'm tired of hearing people say, oh, everybody from Port-au-Prince. No, I'm, I'm really from Port-au-Prince. Okay. You know what I'm saying? And... And uh, my dad's from Jacques, man. My mom from Bene. Shout out to those uh, parts of Haiti that people may not even hear about. You know what I'm saying? But as far as what I would change, man, I don't know, man. I feel like everything that happened, you know, got me to where I'm at here today. So, okay. so everything, you just have to, you know, get the lessons from it. And as a child, you know what I'm saying? You're doing your best to just live, live life. And, and you don't know what you never really have, but, but. You know, you just have to keep growing and keep going. So, so how was the change for you when you when you when you when when you left Haiti and you came to the the state? So I was struggling with with three things. I never forget March 11, 2000, Man, I'm I'm, I'm this is the day I came to America, and I'm struggling with one. The first thing is leaving my mom. You know, I was almost eleven years old. That's the first time I'm ever gonna leave her. I don't know how long I'm gonna see her. Leaving my um my other cousins that was in the house too, and I'm like I'm going to a country that I don't speak the language. You know what I'm saying? Like. You know, other other countries in the Caribbean, they they understand English. You know what I'm saying? Haiti is one of those countries like yeah. it's night and day difference. So I'm going to a country, a world I've never known before. I'm I'm leaving my mother for the first time, and third, I'm meeting my dad that I haven't I haven't seen since I was two years old. So I don't even know what he looks like, for the most part. You know what I'm saying? Only from the eyes of a two year old. Yeah. So I'm like, man, is he gonna remember me? Uh, am I gonna remember him? Uh, we're traveling at night. So it was like that day was like crazy because I'm thinking about like three different things at once and having to to um, manifest those feelings and control them throughout the whole day because, you know, it's your last day. You're going to see, you know, your mom and, and for a while, you know, God, thank God it was only about a year and a half. But at the time, I didn't know it was going to be a year and a half. To me, it was like, am I going to spend another 10 years without seeing my mom? So it was it was a big it was a big eventful day, yo, emotionally. It was like, you know, up and down throughout the whole day. 
Got you, got you. And you know, I don't want to spend too much time on 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 the moments that you was down. You know, let's let's talk a little bit about 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 your good moments while you was a child. Because I I felt like you know what, even though you 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 guys migrated from Jamaica and from Haiti, you know, I know you must had some good childhood moments. And walk me through some of your good childhood moments. My good childhood moment, just the things that because when I came to America, I was already like nineteen. Okay. So. So I was like an adult, but in Jamaica, I have fun, you know, just the, living the life just of just being a kid. You know but I mean? in Jamaica, 19 is still a kid because, you know, you, the party scene and, and um, <laughs> 19, you walk into a party, you a kid. <laughs> <laughs> I was still a kid. I wasn't a kid like that. You know what I mean, I was working. I was, you know what I mean, not doing kidly things. But, you know what I mean, but coming to America, I, I always was educated. Okay. And I want to, but I want the American dream so bad when I come here. So I don't even get the time to become kid at, and all that stuff. What's the first thing you did? I, first thing I did, I work at Win Dixie. Okay, okay, okay. So that was like a stepping stone for you, right? Yeah, stepping stone. Which I, I had a career there in Win Dixie because, you know what I mean? I didn't finish school. As I was supposed to come here and finish school, and I didn't finish school. I, I don't know, man. I see so much movies, man, and I, I and I do have to talk about this because at 19 years old working at Win Dixie. I know you probably seen a lot of young ladies walk through Win Dixie, and you know you you probably want to say what's up, but sometimes you know how it is. I used to say what's up. <laughs> <laughs> he, he gonna shoot a shot he got, regardless. <laughs> I used to, that's where I build my confidence at. <laughs> well, well, definitely. You know, I, I every time I see you, Elvis, I definitely got to say that. I always remember that story. You always talk about you at Win Dixie, you know, and and I always think about it. I'm like, well, maybe he he probably left Win Dixie because it wasn't working, you know. Yeah, he was paying the bills, you know, um, but maybe it wasn't like you know pulling the getting the cars that you want or taking care of the family. So, like, like why did you leave Win Dixie? Actually, I, I was good in Win Dixie. I was a manager at Winn-Dixie, but when I came to, I didn't came to America on a dream to have a certain amount of finance. I want to be rich. Okay, okay. Ooh, yeah, we are. want to be rich. So I was getting paid real good at Winn-Dixie, but that wasn't my dream. You know what I mean? Because you got a salary cap. You know what I mean? When you right. to get to salary, they, they cut it off. It's right. not by the hour. You see what I mean? Yeah, when you're working for somebody, it's gonna they're gonna cap out your yeah, your, cap, your potential. Yeah. And I I wasn't on that. You see what I mean? So you know what I mean? I start thinking about because they used to use me a lot for like inspiration. What, how do I get the store to be from number number fifteen to number one store? You mm -hmm. see what I mean? So they always ask me questions and so forth. So I say if they can use me ask Christian to, to build their store, maybe I can do it for myself. Right. Okay, That's okay, 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 okay. All right, let's put a pin in that. We'll jump to Eddie. So, Eddie, so how was it for you, like, when, when you came to the state? Like, how do you adapt to that? Man, you know, I was I was still young, so... Um, and Haiti had a lot of freedom, um, you know, and I, I feel like kids in, in the Caribbean countries, we, we, we I think we were forced to grow up faster than most kids. Like at six, seven years old, I was walking by myself in the streets. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? And you see that now in America, you'd be like, you know, call the police. police Who, who's, yeah. Whose kid is this? You know what yeah. I'm saying? So so I was so used to having my freedom 
and I knew everybody around the you know, around my town and neighborhood and everything like that. So when I came here again, I didn't speak the language. I'm learning who my father is because we him and I didn't have no relationship before that. Um, and I have to balance school. You know, my my uh, my parents were very big on school. I got here Saturday night. I remember I, I, we touched down in uh, Naples like one o'clock in the morning on Sunday morning. Technically Tuesday morning, I'm in school. So it wasn't like, oh, you're going to do a couple of days or a week off. No, you in school right away. Monday morning, went to enroll. Tuesday, I'm in school. So it's like, okay, y'all talking to me. I have no idea what you're talking about. Yeah. Right? So uh, that's why we, I was in Esau for a while. Actually, not even a while, about a year. Because one, one thing about me, if, if I have to learn it, I'm going to learn it. So the biggest thing I knew was like, you have to learn the con- language of the country. And once you learn the language, then that opens doors. So... By the time sixth grade happened, you know, from, from March to August, I already knew English in like five and a half months. Wow. So it, 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 I was that, that willing and that fast to, to learn things. And shout out to my sister who was, I remember the first day of school, she's teaching me and my little sister grass and tree and, and bicycle and little words like that before we even start school. So, so um, that was the biggest transition, you know what I'm saying? Like, and then having to make friends. You know what I'm saying that's a you know you you grew up in the Caribbean country where you, I mean a neighborhood where like you knew everybody now it's like who is this guy? You have to deal with other race. other people, other races. Yeah, you know what I'm saying I never seen no white person before in my life until you know I got to America. Um, well, for the most part, you know, besides the missionaries, like but I never see white kids. I'm like, okay, it's Spanish kids and Asian kids and everything like that. So it's like yeah. it was a big adjustment. Okay, okay. So I, I think that, and that's great, man. That's great to hear the story. And a lot of people, sometimes they see you and they, they do, don't know where you're coming from, you know, um, the struggles that you go through. And actually, when you, when you become something great, you know, people, you know, and that's why sometimes people just like so standoffish and be like, man, you don't even know where I'm coming from. So so, so while you, while you did that migration and you, you, you got here, how was that energy like in the household? Because you stated that mom d- didn't actually came with you guys, so now you're kind of here with your dad and you, your sisters. Mm-hmm. So how was that energy um, in the household? I'll start with you first, Elvis. Well, my, the energy at my household, because my mom and my stepdad wasn't getting along. So when I came, I came in the midst of chaos, basically. So I had to end up staying with my, my sister. Were you the only child? No, 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 no. It was six of us. But is it all, all you guys came up at the same time? No, no, no. My mom take us one by one. My, my, my sister came first, then my brothers, then my, my other brother, Casey, you know. Okay. And then, and then, I, then I came. But my other sister isn't born here, so. Okay. I okay, was okay. the last to come. Okay. So, yeah. so and, and, and that's big. So, that, that's, so how was that energy like? Because you, you showed up last. So when you walk in that door and w- 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 did you got greet with, with, with the right energy or, or are you just looking at things and be like, okay, I'm here last. How do I deal with it? So how was that energy like? Well, the energy with, with the sisters, brothers was good. But, you know, my mom always trying to protect me from her husband and so forth because he didn't really knew that I was even coming and all that stuff like that. Okay, okay. Oh, wow. Yeah, he didn't even know. You know I mean, he was, like, on drugs and taking my mom money and, and stuff like that, where my mom had to save the money to get me and trying to. Mm-hmm. So after I come, my mom actually got the strength to leave. Oh, oh, yeah, wow, wow. Yeah, well, that's, man, that's big. Stayed. That's big. You know, sometimes it's big to, to, to take that leap, you know. Yeah. Um, so um, I'll move on to you, Eddie. So how was the energy like in the household? Well, um, 
you know, my, I grew up with my siblings, so it was just a transition between the location, really, because my dad was working so much, he was he was rarely at home. So in the house, it was pretty much us, like the kids. So we, we you know, so I know in America, you know, there's a certain age limit where you can hold your, leave your kids, but... Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Eight, nine, ten, eleven years old. We're by ourselves in the house. <laughs> that kind of remind me of that that scene with Carl and right. Carvin. Yeah, we by ourselves in the house, <laughs> man. So it's like it was nothing new. We just knew that we couldn't go out. You know what I'm saying? We couldn't yeah, leave the house, house like we used to yeah. in Haiti because you know, you know, nosy neighbors. They see you know, ten, eleven year olds by themselves. They're gonna cause something, and we're gonna cause trouble. So, but as far as the energy, you know, it was only about a year, year and a half, and then after that, my mom came in, came to America, and after that, everything was good. Overall, you know, but the energy was was really great, and because we grew up together, it was just a same same energy, just different location. Got you, got you. Like I'm very guilty of this question right here, and I'm gonna throw the question at you guys. So, growing up, is there an aunt or uncle that you that you just did not like, you didn't get along with, that you just felt like you know what, you just didn't get along with? Um, no. To be honest, with you know, there was there was an uncle, um, rest in peace. He recently passed away in May. Um, that we we were afraid of, um, you know. what I'm saying as a kid, he was one of those. Why he was those, walking around a gun or something like that? Nah, he was one of those uncles who didn't <laughs> play, funny, man. man. And he he didn't play in one look, and it was like whatever you're doing, you would freeze. Freeze, yeah. Oh. You know what I'm saying? So uh, it's not like we didn't like him; we feared him. Oh damn! You know what I'm saying? We feared him because he was uh, the oldest male figure in the house of the family. Um, he's technically my dad's uncle, but we just call him uncle as well. You know what I'm saying? So when he spoke, everybody listened, especially in Haiti when my dad was in Haiti. So we all knew, like, okay, Uncle Wilson was that uncle. When he speak. Was he the provider? Was it his house? No, it wasn't his house. But that's how much respect he held with the family. You know what I'm saying? He was my grandma's uh, brother. You know what I'm saying? My grandma's brother, so he knew everybody. Um, He's the reason why my mom and my dad met because, you know what I'm saying, he moved them to that house and everything like that. So... Oh, so, yeah. that's what it is. Hey, if it wasn't for me, y'all wouldn't be here. <laughs> <laughs> you know, so he had that respect. Even even to the day he passed away, man, he held that respect in the house. Um, anything happening in, in our family, he knows about it. But but not because he demanded respect, but did you respect him? Yeah, we respect I mean, I mean, there's some people that their their presence demand respect automatically. Okay, okay. You know what I'm saying? Whether he they don't have to say it, you just know. It's one of those things. You know what I'm saying? There's some people when they walk in the room, you know, they always say if you have to bring your title into something to get respect, then you don't really have the respect you, you think you have. So he was one of those, like, since you grew up, you knew Uncle Wilson, who it was. He wasn't playing around. Got you. What about you, Elvis? Is there aunt or uncle or someone that you grew up around that you kind of like, you know, say, I fear that person? No, I never have none like that. But only one aunt I never like. And it's the only reason because she always like, like always talking about you're gonna take that black one to America. <laughs> so So it was like a, a skin is uh skin, skin thing? thing. It's a skin thing, like oh, a black okay. one. So I feel offended like she was gonna block my blessing from coming to America. So I hold a grudge. Were you the like were you the dark I'm assuming you were the dark yeah, darkest the dark, one in the darkest one. So so she, I was holding I hold a grudge on that. But otherwise she was good because she still was my motivation. Got you. She in the still in my kind of industry that I'm in. Mm-hmm. And she was like one of the best in in my in the city. Did anybody else in your family treat you like that, or bring up that whole skin difference, or was it just her? It was always her, and but and school and stuff like that that okay. happened. But but otherwise, it, it never happened too much with the family members and so stuff like that. 
Gotcha. Okay. And and that that brings me to my next question, Elvis. I, f- I feel like is there is there a childhood moment that you still hold dear to you today? It could be good or bad. Is there any childhood moments that you still hold dear until today? I got a story. Uh, I'm going to make it as quick as possible, right? Um, so I was very tactical in the way I did things as a, as a kid, even now, right? Um, my, parent, my mom didn't believe in guns. Um, play guns, toy guns, whatever guns. If it's not a water gun, maybe, but like play guns, she didn't believe in that. So I went in one so bad around Christmas time, right? <laughs> so in Haiti, like first and second grade, we'll, we'll finish school on Monday. Then third and fourth on Tuesday, and then fifth and sixth on Wednesday. So I planned something on Tuesday where I took some money out of her purse, right? Oh, so you yeah. a thief. I, I did, man, and, and I'll never forget that day. Even till this day, I, I kind of still bring it, um, you know, talk about it. She forgot completely, but I remind her like every three or four years about it. How much it. money was it? It was like, it was like $3, but it was still $3 that, yeah. that, that you know, I took. It don't matter how much it was. It wasn't like nothing to break the bank, but my mom was the type of woman, like she's very organized. She knew exactly where it was and everything. So that morning, I took the $3. I'll never forget I'm taking a shower. I'm nervous because the first time I'm stealing something, like, you know what I'm saying? And I'm taking a shower. I'm like, oh, I'm about to go to school. I have all this thing planned out, right? And I hear her say to Lolo, go in my purse, the second zipper, you're going to see a 10 and a 5, which is the $3. Um, good. Um, and I'm like, oh, shoot, it's not in there. Right? Because yeah, like, it's in your pocket. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's, heading from, it's heading in the house. I know exactly where it is. It was like, I'm not seeing it. Oh, yes, it is. I went to the store last night. The lady around the corner gave me the 10 and the 5. It was like, no, it's not there. So she go in there, look, don't see it. Go to the lady and say, did you get my change last night? All this is happening while I'm taking a shower. And I'm like, boop, 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 boop. my heart is pounding, right? Long story short, I bought the gun with the $3. Um, and she's like, why do you have a brand new gun? Like, you know, like a play gun, yeah, right? Yeah, yeah. Why you got a brand new, brand new gun? You know, I don't do gun in the house. I'm like, well, Eddie was a gunman. <laughs> well, for those for my Haitians, it was Zampeta. Um, you know, I don't know how to explain it in America, but it was one of those guns you put a little fireworks in there and you shot in the air, whatever. Um, I think they still sell them at Family Dollar or something. But anyway, so she's like, What do you have a brand new gun? I was like, Oh, you know, um, I was with this third grader, I helped him out, and his mom bought me a gun. She's like, How much is this gun? I'm like, three dollars. And she started putting two and two together. I was like, hold on, I had three dollars in my purse. And long story short, I had to confess because she's the type of person that like, once she know you're doing something or she start like, thinking about it, she'll go in. The worst part is my aunt came over and her friend came over too. Man, I got the worst whipping of my life right in front of them. She broke the gun in front of me and everything. And ever since then, yo, I never even took anything from her without, without uh, asking feel, her, man. But I do feel like I, I don't know why parents do that, though. Like, they, like when she broke the gun, it's like flushing the money down the toilet, bro. She already lost it either way, Dre. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Just give you the whooping, let you enjoy the gun. Nah, no, she, Dre. She got, she got, she got. I think it was like you're not gonna get what you want. I'm gonna give you the butt whooping anyway. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I already lost the money. You know what I'm saying. So I mean, it was it was justified. Her principle was not about not guns she right in the house, so it don't mean anything to her. It's like three things: you stole, mm-hmm. you bought something I didn't want you to buy, and yeah. you lied to my face. You know what I'm saying? So it listen, I thought I was I was the, the mastermind, you know what I'm saying, in planning this. I was like, my mom don't play. Ever since yeah. then, bro, I knew Mamas my mom didn't play. play. Detectives. Yeah. No mama play. No mama don't really play like that. Uh, that leads me to you now, Elvis. Like, is is like one, is it there a memory that you felt like, you know, like 
you did and you was like, you feel like you want to confess today as a child? Not really. Because I was one of them good kids. Like, man. <laughs> you know, I was... You know, I told you, Elvis, that I, I have this vision of you. I felt like when, when, you was, when you was younger going to school, I felt like you usually get beat up. They usually beat you up. I feel like you was just that kid that get beat up all the time, and they usually sit in the right. little corner eating your boogers. You, 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 you tell me that's what you used to do? No, I'm telling you. <laughs> that's, that, I'm telling, that, that's, that's how I, no, when no. I looked at you, I felt like, you know what? Elvis got beat up. No, Dre. I was I was class president. I'm always a leader. That's that's get, the ones that get beat up. No, and they try to beat me up and try to bully me after school, but I never get beat up. You know what I mean? They might throw a rock and might hit me sometime, and I, oh, I yeah. we go we go in a fight. That's it. But you know what I mean? But I always never step out of line because my stepmom was a very strict person. You know what I mean? Sometimes the only thing her son, she, uh, my stepbrother, I use him. Like go to the beach and go to the rivers and uh, to clean, go. yeah and do stuff because she like his pet you know what I mean mm-hmm. but otherwise you know I never really do nothing out of hand like that when I was growing up I don't know man I'm gonna give you a little story I felt like when I was like when I was a little kid I was a bad kid when you talk about bad like bad I do all the worst things that I should never do what the hell did you do Dre you rape people no man but I was I was Damn. bad man I remember this one time I um, my mom usually have all these like gold chain and chopperettes and rings and stuff like that bracelet rings and all these stuff like that and then my dad was like man listen your mom got all those those jewelry man listen you are in the house you could come see me but this is what I want you to do go go in the house take 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 a few of your mom jewelry and bring it to me and i don't know it's my dad so you know what right. i'm saying i'm gonna do it like whatever we about to make money together you know what i'm saying like so wow. yeah. you talking about me silly three dollars <laughs> so so i took so i took the um i took the um the jewelry the jewelry and when i when i when i took the jewelry um from my from my mom um room then i took it to my dad and actually i had it in my shoe first i put it in my shoe first i was supposed to take it to my dad and my mom came home and i guess she had to go to like a party or something like that because my mom had us at an early age so she was very young so my mom was looking for the for the chain and then she started going around start asking my brother and sister and all of us everybody was like no they don't take it i was like nope nope i didn't take it so my mom pinpointed me out i don't know how she know her guts say it's him she tied me up and she was about she was about to beat all of us and I was like, nope, it's not me. And then she was like, you know, I'm going to start with you first. And at that moment, I was like, oh, I know it's it. It's my shoes, in my shoes, in my shoes, in my shoes. I, at that moment, I didn't care if my brother and sister get whooping. <laughs> Up to this moment, my brother and sister still talk to me about this right now. So to tell you this, this leads to one moment. Is there something about your parents that they have done to you that you still remember up to this day? Like what? Some something something bad like like something that you be like you know what my mom came to like for example like your mom came to school and whoop you before or or your mom did yeah. something to you that that was just you you so, always gonna remember it. Well, besides the whole you know whooping my behind about the whole stealing thing, I remember um, I remember my school. I went to a Catholic school, all boys Catholic school, and. We would get um, grades every night, like we it's numerical numerical grades, like you know nine, ten, and everything. One time I had a zero in something, 
right? And um, I turned that into a nine, right? <laughs> but it was the most obvious zero in the world. You know what I'm saying? My mom, my mom, again, like, even I don't know why I kept trying her, yo, because I just, I kept failing every time. So I bring her the uh, report card and, and, um, we were, it was broken down by subjects, right? Math, science, English, and all that. And she's looking at the final score and looking up. Looking at the final score and looking up. And she's like, hold up. If you got a nine in this and this and this and this, that don't add up to that, what you got right there. And now she's looking at the zero and looking at me, looking at the zero. Long story short, man, she ripped that report card in front of me, right? She's like, tomorrow morning, I'm going to go to the school and get the real report card. Man, she wore my ass right there in front of everybody in the school, bro. So again, I don't know why I kept trying her. Again, my mom don't play, man. Eddie, you was a wild child, man. You hey. never, you never talked to me about any of those <laughs> things you did, man. I, Eddie, every time I look at you, I thought you never did anything wrong, hey, bro. Hey, listen, man, don't judge a book by its cover. Yeah, I, I see that you know now. Mm. It's a, a little wild side back to me back in the day. <laughs> what about you, Elvis? I'm a changed man now, though. The only thing I could remember, like you know, the curry that they make in Jamaica. Yeah. Uh, the how we how we grow on the hillside. Okay. And we create this stuff with these coconut limbs that we turn it in like into a bobsled and use it to skate down the hill when we're coming yeah, from yeah, school. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because the curry it gets slippery. So we be on the hillside and get on the coconut, the leaf, the branch, and we cut it off and make it look like a bobsled. Then we go down. And we used to go home, and my parents are always saying, Oh, yeah, our clothes look so yellow. No, our uniform. Mm-hmm. And we'd be lying. We, we we messed it up in school and all that <laughs> stuff like that. So one day my dad were, were passing by and saw us skating down down oh, the street and the curry got us all yellow and he whooped my ass. Boy, he was kicking me and everything, bro. <laughs> and and, and, he, and he whooped me all the way home. Boy. Yeah, that's the worst ones. Yeah, so that's, that's the, the worst only ones, thing man. that I know. Elvis, I think you try to pre- you're trying to present this yourself like you were you, you was this good person, you I know, was like a good kid. man. I'm Elvis. still a good person to this day. I'm so a good you, person. Dre, I, I feel like you want yeah, us to be something so we're not. <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, you owing too. You thought I was a goody two shoe, and you know, I got a pass in me, you know. And you you think it, you know uh, Elvis is the yeah I'm the, the bad, bad boy. boy. I'm not yeah, th- I, you, th- this th- this is the reason why why I felt like that Elvis was 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 not the good one, right? When when, when someone tell you that there was a last to come to America, right? They save him last. Usually, usually what yeah, they because do. I was in a better situation than my other brothers. We had oh yeah, yeah, it is, yeah, it is. Yeah, <laughs> I was with my dad and my other people, other brothers. Them was with their dad, but their dad wasn't financially stable like my dad. So that's why I was the last to come. So my mom choose. Who come first and based on last, necessity all, and everything? Yeah, that's that's all it was. Okay, and and and, and j- just p- the financial part right here. This is what we pick up off. So, how did you? How did your parents provide financial for you while you was while you was a child? Like, what did they do? Like, um, while you was in Jamaica before you migrate back to America, how did they? How did they provide for you guys financially? Well, my dad is in the tourist business. My dad made carvings. And my stepmom sells straw baskets and so forth. Okay, okay. So that's all they provide. That's real grinding right there. That straw yeah. basket, that's yeah. that's work. 
She she bought them. She don't do that. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Because that's, that's work the, right the there. Carving, my dad do. Like he make a bust, like like for you are a whole person or a lion or whatever comes in there. He, he, he okay, make, right. sell it to tourists. Yeah. Nice, nice. Yeah. Well, um, my uh, my parents. I think the early. I just remembered this too. I forgot about this for you. Long yeah, on time. a hotel. No, no, not that was recent, man. When I was oh, growing up, oh, you trying to cover it like he, like he ain't grown. Come on, Eddie. Nah, man, it wasn't like that, bro. Um, I remember my mom had this little um restaurant, like small, like sandwiches, uh, right across the street from where we live. And after a while, it, it shut down. I don't remember why and and when I was a kid, but my dad was in America, so I was two. So when he got here, he worked whatever job he could to send him back to, to Haiti to help take care of us. Because my mom was involved in so much stuff in church and different um, groups. I don't remember her having ever having a job besides the whole sandwich and, and little restaurant thing. So my dad was the one that was providing in America whatever job he could um, to send it back to Haiti. Okay, okay, okay. Okay. All right, so... Um, so as a child, did you have to did you have to work to help your parents support... I, I work like house stuff, you know what I'm saying? Like sometimes like we wouldn't have water right there, so we had to go get water. So it was yeah. like, okay, you, Eddie, you go get water. Um, if something needed to be done in the house, I would do it, you know what I'm saying? Because it was just, I'm the only boy in the, in the family. My dad was in America. So anything that ended up like having to do with, you know, maintenance or anything like that, my mom either had friends to do it or I would help out, but I never had to like work and make an earning and everything to, to pay for bills or anything like that. I just did little stuff that she needed. Yeah, with, like that happened in the islands all the time anyway. Right. But some kids work like like me. Actual yes. job. We work in the like cane me. fields, like in the cane fields, and and like when cane season, we help out and they give us little money, and then they take half of it, the money and so <laughs> forth. Right. They take your money and then they get mad with you and say. Oh, I had to feed you. Why are you asking right. back for the money? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but we, we help out when I was growing up in cane fields and so forth. You know what I mean? Because yeah, man. I, it seemed like you guys had it good, man. Like, I ain't going to lie, man. I've been working since I was like eight, nine years old from I could remember. I mean, like, you got all the money right now. What's happening? Well, hey, man, listen. Well, you know, you know that, that that teach me that I, I try not never be broke at never a time, you know. So I felt like, like that, 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 that made me a stronger person. You know, cause I watch my I watch my mom grinding, watch my dad grinding, I watch my grandma grinding. So so it was like, okay, they grinding. So what am I sitting here for? So my grandma always try to get me to sell things for her, and I'm like, hold on, I could be selling for myself at the same time. You know, so like my grandma sell like mangoes and all that stuff. So I be walking around selling mangoes. So. What I did was I just buy bags like scandal like plastic bags. Mm-hmm. So people want to buy mangoes and people want to buy things. You need bags to bring it. All right, carry so, bags. Yeah, so I would sell that to um to 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 to, to um, people to people so gotcha. so they can so I make money like that. I think that's where I start my 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 hustling started from. But but let's fast forward. I mean, we all in America right now, and 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 we see how things working, and we have made our way to 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 uh, to be an adult. And we passed the worst, as in Jamaica, in, in the island, we'll say we passed the worst. Mm-hmm. So, how would you come? How would you compare your your lifestyle that you grew up in Jamaica to to the younger generation that's that's growing right now? I don't know, man. It's 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 interesting because the the economy is different than it was before. Um, 
you know, there's there's different things that they're dealing with now in Haiti that wasn't, you know, either there or as prevalent as it is now. You know, the whole um, we went through a kidnapping era, you know, what I'm saying, which is scary. You know, schools being shut down and now they're going through a pandemic. And, you know, what I'm saying, imagine having to go through that as a as a child. So it's really hard to say what the difference is. But I think I, I do think they have it worse now because the economy is worse. Um, you know what I'm saying? And everything is uh, rising as far as price and everything. Like, it's crazy how much, you know, that, that gun that I've spent $3 for now is probably at least 15 20 You know what I'm saying? So it, it's just it's well, People just get paid more money now, too. Not necessarily. Not in, at least not in Haiti. So not necessarily. The money the money is not conver- uh, converse Like, uh, the conversion rate right. is not as high as it used to be. Number one, and the prices of things of gross like goods, you know, what I'm saying, not even like luxury stuff like you know rice and meat and you know beans and stuff like that are still high. So it's it's just a it's a whole different world. So I just I just feel you know it's really unfortunate for them now, especially if you if you were poor, you know, 20 years ago in in the same levels, it's way worse now, unfortunately. What about you, Elvis? Well, poor in America and poor in the islands is a different. Right. I mean, these kids got running water. They got they got lights. They got we grew up without lights and all that stuff. So it's a different world that we grew up in. Right. You know, I mean, I could see through my floors growing up. You know, what I mean, yeah. and, and bugs and everything could come inside. Yeah. I, 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 when I, it I, rained, we heard that. <laughs> yeah, we that. heard the rain growing up. Like it, it was yeah, crazy. Yeah, that, and that was fun. <laughs> I, I think I think that kind of you know when I came here and see people freak out for the small smallest thing that yes. oh my god look at that roach man I see that all the time right man. like yeah. like a okay. flying roach that was yeah, regular like, like yeah. you know what I'm saying like I see it all the time so like this, sometimes people look at me like man you are not normal no is that's not it I grew up I grew up in that environment where yeah. where nothing kind of like really wasn't a surprise you yeah. know like unless someone just kicked down your door and just come in with a gun i'm like oh what the hell is going right. on oh. or or have to deal with um black black history of people hating on you and you know um and saying that black life matters we in jamaica we really never deal with that type of situation because right. because life was was more about we we kind of we we kind of work with each other and and with our just living at home like I'm living right here. There's no house like this. It's either you have your house and you can plant food in the back yeah. and you can eat from that, you know? So so it was kind of big, man. So the big question to push back to you guys is sound like you, you guys love where you guys are coming from. Have you guys ever thought about, like, after you retire, would you go back and live and or, or, or just build a house? And I, I'm doing that right now. Okay. I'm, I'm going to be an Airbnb right now. Airbnb. I haven't started yet. The land is cleared out and everything. But I got to go there and survey it. But six months here, six months here. In okay. That's that's what I'm going to do. So that's why I never want to build a house in Jamaica because, you know, sometimes people don't treat this stuff like good. But mm-hmm. now there's Airbnb. And I got a very good place that I can put it. Now it's time to build it. So I can only have people in there a, a length of time. When I'm ready for it, I can go. That's what I would do. I'm ready to go back like that. Uh, as far as me, you know, um, you know, my parents have two hotels in, in Haiti. Big um, money. That mean if I go to Haiti, I ain't got to pay for shit. <laughs> <laughs> Keyword, my parents, not me. Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm but, Eddie friend. <laughs> <laughs> um, but as far as me going back to live, I, I don't, 
I don't see that happening because of the uh, status of the country. You know what I'm saying? The the lack of resources and security. And, could be the king, man. Nah, man. It, I, I don't think so. You know what I'm saying? And and it also depends on how my future looks, you know what I'm saying, as far as wife and kids and everything like that. So, you know, my parents, that was my parents' goal. Are you trying goal. to settle down? Well, you know that, man. I've been trying to settle down. Um, you know what I'm saying? Um, that was my parents' goal, like to come to America and then build enough wealth to be able to come back and, and do something. And if and they they lived out their goals, though. They're living out their dreams right now as we speak. But I don't think it's me or, or my siblings' dreams to go back and live in Haiti. We'll go back and visit, you know what I'm saying? But as far as living there, um, right now it's a no. You never know. 10 years from now, 15 years from now, it might be completely different. But, you know, as far as right now, it's a no. All right, all right. So that's conclude our, our session right here. So I, I just want to let you guys know, man, listen, the grass is never always green on the other side. You know, there's some people came up and they, they have to they have to just live with what they have, you know. Not when I came to America, the, the technology and everything that I've that I've seen, you know, it was kind of surprising to me. But I I had to live to have to embrace that, you know. So for what we have here, we should be thankful for it and um learn that guess what? There's other people living in other third world country and um they don't have nothing they wake up and they 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 they're living off just a small piece of bread just for breakfast lunch and dinner you know what you what you what you eat today you throw in the garbage they probably would look at him like hey man can i have that so just be thankful man because it's, it's, it's a pleasure it's a, it's a really really pleasure to to have life and be able to embrace it while you are living american with the opportunity that we have so um, I'm going to pass it to these guys, man. If you have any, um, f- um, any, any encouragement for, for the younger generation, what would you say to them? Uh, be hopeful. You know what I'm saying? Don't let what your situation now, don't let your happening affect your happiness. You know what I'm saying? Like, you know, always strive, always keep faith in whatever you're doing. Um, always be hopeful in the, in the future because, you know, I never thought, you know, as a kid growing up in Demo that I'm going to be here in America where I have my own place and... I have my own place and uh, and, uh, and um, I'm, I'm, I have my freedom and everything like that. And I do what I want. So um, I always think about like, what happened to my friends, you know what I'm saying, and why me. So just be grateful, be hopeful, keep living, keep hoping, and God bless everybody, man. And I, I want to say to everybody, like, and a kid that growing up, follow your dream. Don't let anything distract you from your dream. You know, there are going to be obstacles, and obstacles happen to everybody, whether you're rich or poor. Just get on your grind and do the best for yourself, and you'll win. All right. That concludes the session. Thank you for t- tuning in with us. Talk up the thing. Out. Speed